0: Welcome in to the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host Mike I go by SEC Mike on And I'm joined as always by my cousin Sean. Who goes by big orange balls on Clip? What do you do, you big Tennessee homie? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh man, it's just an honor mm. to have you on the show <laughs> in video. We, you know, we screwed it up a first try. I knew that was gonna happen. Let's see how long this would last, you
1: know? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I almost went somewhere, and I'm like, oh, yeah. My mom may be listening. All right. It, hey, before The we video did, didn't last long. So it
0: didn't last it. long. Hey, we are a work in progress, Shane. And speaking of a work in progress, don't forget this Friday, first time. This will probably go wrong, too, Shane. But we got a Twitter Spaces lined yep. up. 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central, tonight, we're going to try to start doing this every week during the season, trying to get you guys another little bit of content, and if you're new to the spaces, if you don't understand it, all it is, is you jump on the Twitter machine, and yep. you can interact with us, you can talk mm-hmm. with us, you can ask us questions, so, you know, I think it's it's going to be a fun time for everybody.
1: No, I think it will be, and a uh, lot of, lot of, lot of engagement already online. Looking forward to this. Yeah, uh, I, I just it's something different. I probably should let my wife know I can't do anything Friday night.
0: because
1: <laughs> Trying to explain to her what Twitter Spaces is, she say, "What is it next, honey?" You know. <laughs> I mean, even this right here, Mike. We've been podding for a long, long time, yep. but this is the first time. I've ever checked my teeth before I got on the air with you. It's the first time <laughs> I even got a lint roller on my blue shirt here. So I'd make sure it got any of them dog hairs off of me. But uh yeah, I this I've never done so much grooming for a podcast. So I'm I'm pumped up for the next chapter. Uh the the spaces is gonna be awesome. We're gonna have fun on there. That's it. It's it's not gonna be formal um it, it's just going to be a lot of q a's and cutting jokes drinking beer yeah. having fun talk just shit talking i mean let's be honest mike we're going to talk about <laughs> the games coming up i'm going to tell you how right i am you're going to tell me how wrong i am it's going to be fun so yeah jump on there well and if you don't have the twitter's Don't worry, Mike is going to try to figure out a way to record these things so he can get them online to you. Uh, So if you got your your, uh, Apple or Android product, you'll be able to enjoy it uh, with the rest of us.
0: Yeah, no doubt, Shane. And, uh, hey, we got a lot to cover, so let's just get back Mm -hmm. into the action, Shane. And before we go around the league, just want to make this little note. We all know you're the Tennessee homer, so I wanted to get your thoughts on it, Shane. Tennessee breaking out the Smoky Grays. They announced that here on Thursday. That's official. They're going to be bringing it back for at least one game the next four seasons. They just announced. They haven't announced the game yet. I got a good feeling, Shane, it's going to be that Florida game. What are your thoughts on the Smoky Grays making a comeback?
1: Mm, I can hear them old farts right now. They thought they got rid of that uniform, and they're coming <laughs> back. Uh, hey, I like the Smoky Greys. I think anything that can help recruit. Now I know it sounds stupid. You think uniforms don't help? But you look at all the all the stuff we send out. How many of them have Smoky Greys in them? You know, we, yeah. So we have to air them out on, at least once a, once a year, I would think. So I like it, man. I, I I've always. I know I I get the traditionalist side, the, you know, hey, don't fix it if it's not broke. But, buddy, I mean, have you watched Tennessee football lately? (laughs) I mean, it's broke. We need something. Uh, And we got it with Hopple. We got it with this fun, high-flying offense. Why not just try something different? Get these kids excited because I'm telling you, man, they're all watching. These recruits are out there watching. That's why they're landing them because it's a fun place to play. So I'm 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 good with it.
0: Yeah, one of the top comments, Shane, when this news broke, I saw was I don't like it. Want to beat Florida <laughs> in them orange and whites? And I'm like, I'm sitting here saying, Hey, you're counting that as a W already? How many times have you seen Tennessee beat Florida <laughs> in them true. orange and whites? I mean, come on now. This this is about fun. This is about excitement. And anything yeah. you can do to bring a little bit of extra energy and buzz to Neyland Stadium, week four of the mm-hmm. season. And again, it's not officially Florida, but yeah. I, th- I think it will be uh, the Florida game.
1: Yeah, that tweet was probably sent seven in the morning. Some old man <laughs> just finished his coffee, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> we should stick sticking in the state of Tennessee. We haven't been able to talk much Vanderbilt football. i got to be honest with you guys. It's, it's very, very difficult to uh, – dig up clips that they don't yep. share them. The school doesn't share them. There's no official Vanderbilt video getting sent my yep. way. So, Hey, we do what we can. And I hate to even go this route shame because we're, we're starting negative here, but man, some, uh. some rough news for the Commodores. One of their emerging players, red shirt, freshman miles capers was basically locked up. A starting position was going to be yep. one of their star pass rushers out for the season with a knee injury. Yeah, I mean this is this is the one team in the SEC that can't afford any injuries. You know what?
1: That's that's it, Mike. If Coach Lee and Vanderbilt are gonna surprise any teams in the SEC or or be competitive or potentially make a bowl game, yeah, they're gonna have to play. They're gonna have to play perfect football, and to do that, they're gonna need everybody. So uh, any injury like this is definitely gonna hurt them.
0: Yeah, and I know Shane, we've made this point time and time again, but I think it needs to be emphasized that uh you know, you know they they need to increase their commitment to football and no mm-hmm. better example than this Shane. They they just had their second scrimmage and I, from what I understand it was a, a great scrimmage, went well. We got some comments from Clark Lee in here in just a second, but the first scrimmage Shane Yeah, because they're doing some renovations there to the stadium. They were not able to do it at the stadium. They had to bus to a local high school. And then once they got to the high school, it started storming and lightning. So they got about 20 snaps in and they had to call it a scrimmage and you know, I don't say that to mock Vanderbilt, but I sit here and say, what the hell are we doing? This is yeah. the this is the team that needs practice and scrimmages more than any others. Yet they're having to put up with all this BS. <laughs> like they don't even have uh, the facilities there to to have a full camp. And it just, you know, I I think it's if you're a Vanderbilt fan, that's got to be soul crushing to hear stuff like that. But
1: yeah,
0: that's why they've got to invest in Clark Lee in this program and build him what he needs. So we don't have these damn issues. You know what?
1: Gee, that's crazy to me, man. I mean, this is 2022. This is the best conference in the country, and you're a part of it. So act like you're a part of it. Not just, not just take the check when it's sent out on Fridays. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is a, this is a university that has all the potential in the world to be a fun place to play. To, you know, I'm not expecting to win national championships anytime soon. But man, I tell you, if they did, if they ever did take it serious. Vanderbilt is a scary scary little opponent. Because of the location, there's not a better city and and I think of the country to play in than in Nashville because it has everything and they yeah. and they don't use it. And we it seems like we've said this a million times, Mike, and we're going to say it a million times more. This is just another example. I mean, how many freaking engineers you got over at Vanderbilt? <laughs> they can whip up some shed where these boys can play and get out of the rain, you would think. <laughs> You know, I mean, is it that hard? I don't know. I mean, we got high schools doing it. There's right. high schools that have indoor facilities, Yeah, and one of the 14 SEC teams does not? I mean, th- put it on a banner, man.
0: Yeah, that's it's got to change. It's got to change now, Shane. But, hey, st- let's a be a little bit more positive here with the Commodores. We do got, uh, you know, Mike Wright. They came out and named him the starting quarterback at media days. But mm-hmm. Cl- Clark Lee, you know, kind of made it clear here. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to start against Hawaii, but it certainly sounds like he's on track to do that, give them a little bit of uh, continuity going into the season opener. Heck, we're a week away from Vanderbilt kicking off, so let's kick it over to Clark Lee. Please.
2: To you um, ahead of the Hawaii game, I guess technically you didn't name Mike the starter for the opener.
1: Uh, is that, are you going to name a starter or is it just how are you going to handle
3: it? Yeah, we, we will. I mean, you know, we, right now he is our starter and that hasn't changed. You know, I, I think we, we withhold the ability to, to continue to evaluate all positions. That one gets the most attention and rightfully so. And I think, you know, performance of that position is going to be critical to our success this year. So, um, you know we're going to keep looking at it, and I'm going to lean on Joey to, to um, you know, to kind of have his opinion and what he feels like is best for us. Right now, I think all three guys are are competing, and I say all three. I think AJ Swans had a really nice camp, um, and and iron sharpens iron. Those guys are going to keep at it. Uh, but um, like I said, I was pleased today that I felt like the offense was clicking with all three, and um, you know that that was that was positive. All
0: right, okay. Shay, can you believe it though? I mean, the last thing on Vanderbilt here, we are. Officially, what, eight days away from uh, seeing some SEC football. How awesome is that?
1: Dude, it's great, man. We've – I've been. I've talked more about Vanderbilt this offseason just because it's kicking off in Hawaii. Right. So I think that was the smartest move that they've made. Yeah. And they should be searching. They should be seeking out week zero action here for because <laughs> um, that's that's the first glimpse of college football that we're going to get. And uh, mm-hmm. we, I was t- we were talking to one of our partners today uh, uh, about this being the last college free weekend. You know. So. Think about that. This time uh, next this time next week we're talking about actual game scripts. We're talking actual depth charts and we're doing our lines, man, for the first time. So uh, if that doesn't get you excited about Vanderbilt football, nothing will, brother.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for my liver, you know what?
1: <laughs> I know, man. I need to get some more beer because it's going to be a while. And it's going to be a late one, man. It's going to be an absolute late game, but I don't care. They can play at 3 in the morning. I'm going to sit up like a kid at Christmas Eve, you know.
0: <laughs> but, all right, Shay, moving on, we get let's jump on down to Tuscaloosa where they are wrapping up training camp here with uh, the defending SEC champions. And some interesting comments here from uh, old Nick Saban, Shane. I mean, he seems uber confident. He seems mm-hmm. like he's challenging his players like he always does. Uh, yeah, He's challenged his receivers earlier in camp. It sounds like mm-hmm. that group has is starting to come together a little bit. Uh, continues to kind of harp on Eli Ricks, maybe not quite living up to the hype. I think that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just love this. Anytime Nick Saban kind of – takes down the shields a little bit and and lets us in on a, on a little bit of his personality he talks about his radio show and i just thought this was some of the best comments we've seen from nick saban here in a little while so let's kick it over to him
3: so it's it's like you know what are you willing to do for the people around you uh because you're responsible to do your job but you're also responsible for them but i guess a better question is is what are they willing to do for you right? because they have the kind of respect and trust in you Uh, to know that you're going to go out there and do what you're supposed to do, down in, down out, play in, play out, game in, game out. So um, we obviously have things that we need to improve on. Uh, The big focus this week is take where we were last week, you know, from a scrimmage standpoint, from a conditioning standpoint, from a focus standpoint, from an effort, ability to execute standpoint, and try to improve on it uh, so that, you know, this next scrimmage is sort of the last – Dress rehearsal, so to speak, until the first game comes. So uh, it's really important that uh, we can go out there and sort of do the things that we need to do more game-like, because that's going to be the last time we get an opportunity to do at least that part of it. So uh, not disappointed in where we are at all, not satisfied where we are either. Uh, but you know, think that you know people are trying to do the things they need to do to. Get where we want to go.
1: How much progress have you seen in Eli Rick's ability to pick up the defense? And then how optimistic are you uh, that he could be an impact player this year?
3: Well, he hasn't been able to practice since the scrimmage. Um, So he's got a little, you know, back problem uh, that's not, I don't think it's anything that's going to keep him out for a long time. So, you know, until he gets out there on the field and he continued to make progress. I, I can't really comment on that. I was not disappointed in the way he played in the scrimmage. I think there's a lot of competition at that position and I't can't, I can't tell you you know who would be the starting corners at this point.
1: Hey Nick, uh, got kind of a offbeat question for a feature on coaches radio call-in shows. You're one of a dwindling few that still takes calls. I was just curious why out of it, why you think it's important to do that. Um, and also, I guess you may be the only one
3: I know that has regular media uh, guest hosts. What do you why do you do that, too? Well, I, well, I think that most of you all, including the person answering asking the question, sort of think I'm not approachable. And I don't think that's the case at all. So one of the things that I've always found the radio show to give me an opportunity to do, is to allow people to approach me and see how approachable I am. So we let people at the venue ask questions, we let call in people ask questions. Uh, I think it's it's a good thing for me to, you know, see some of the media people that are actually host on the show I get to know them a little bit better. Uh, they see a little different side of me. I see a little different side of them. So I, I think it's nothing but, you know, sort of an opportunity to build positive relationships. And, you know, sometimes you get a bad call, but so, sometimes we deserve a bad call. I, I mean, sometimes I don't think we did very well either. So why should somebody out there not think we did something very well? So. Um, I'm not offended by people who call in. Uh, I think it's an opportunity for them to approach me and me to uh, have respect for them and how they support the program.
4: All right, Coach, thanks for your time. That's it? That's it.
3: So I get to say thank you and smile again? Exactly. Yeah, I'm loving it. And
0: Shane, so I really, you know, there's a lot to unpack here in these comments from Sabin, but the part I really wanted to focus on is Eli Ricks. Yeah. And when they added him, we all know the story, freshman All-American, one of LSU's best players. But there was always kind of a lack of commitment, so to speak, from Eli Ricks and LSU. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this, Shane, but there was time, there was there was buzz he was going to transfer to Southern Cal. And, mm-hmm. of course, that didn't happen. He came back. And, you know, he, he was kind of in and out of the lineup. He's in and out of the, being injured. Now it sounds like he's injured here at Alabama. And you may say, if you're an Alabama fan, you may look at it as a negative that Eli Ricks may not be a lockdown starter. It may not be an all-conference player. Basically, he may not be living up to the hype, but I think that's a great thing for Alabama. Because the way I read this, Shane, is they got this guy coming in that's got all this hype and all this attention. We all get consumed with the transfers but if you are not buying into a winning culture, if you are not buying into the Alabama standard, Nick Saban is going to sit your ass on the bench and have no qualms of doing it because they got, you know, 85 other guys that are locked in and doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. And I think a guy like Eli Ricks needs to be challenged like this. I don't know. What's your thoughts?
1: No, I, I sometimes, man, uh, these boys that come in just like they're there. Like they've already made it. They've already, you know, they're already a team captain in their mind. They're already thinking about NFL. Right. And I'm not saying that's the situation here. But sometimes, and that's one thing I like about Nick, is is the tough love he's willing to deliver. Mm-hmm. You know, if if he feels like you are not playing up to your potential, he's the first one to hold your feet to the fire. And if it, if it causes you to sit him out, you set them out because when they come in, when they realize that opportunity can easily be taken away, then you're going to get more out of them. Some some kids just need it. They, it's, you know, I've, I've raised two girls, man, and they're two du- totally different. So one, you raise it, it's more n- nurture. You know, you got to be there a lot of motion trust me that's why i'm bald mike but uh but the other one was more of a just you got to tell them what to do and, right. and that's what they needed so um it, i didn't know if you came on this podcast <laughs> for parenting advice but that's kind of what nick is doing here nick is being a father right. and he's saying hey son you ain't getting it so, we got to get you right. And and I, that's kind of what I feel like's happening here.
0: Right. Yeah, we love Coach O to death. The 2019 LSU team, maybe the greatest <laughs> team of all time. But, obviously, there's a difference between Alabama, mm-hmm. the consistency, and the damn roller coaster they experienced in Death Valley. I, I think players thrive on this, on the message down there at Alabama. And that's why they've been so damn good for so damn long.
1: Coach O is like – Coach, I was like them them dads that disappear for like four or five years. and then they're tired of paying child support so they just they act fun while they come over <laughs> you know what I'm saying? it's like letting them drink at 16 and stuff <laughs> that's that's kind of what i get that's the vibe i pick up from coach o nick saban like i said he's gonna hold your feet to the fire your your ass better be home at curfew but uh coach o we're gonna have some fun man
0: <laughs> yeah no doubt all right shay let's move it on down to fayetteville where we got barry yodem rare appearance he only speaks to the media about once a year being on uh, Sam uh, Pittman staff obviously the, the great defensive coordinator and has been uh-huh. so key to the Arkansas Razorbacks in their success over the seasons uh, I thought Razorback fans would really appreciate his comments I mean we're, he's echoing the same things we keep saying Shane these receivers are standing out Matt Landers he named specifically Jadon Hazelwood Warren Thompson so that's great to hear And I know we all get enamored with Bumper Pool, maybe the best name in all of college football. But Drew Sanders, the Alabama transfer who's locked down the other starting spot, I mean, he may be the best linebacker on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Barry Odom loves him some Drew Sanders. And Mm -hmm. I thought these were some interesting comments because he referenced time and time again, my third year in the program and all this, why that means something special to him and why that is such an advantage and why this could be the best Razorback defense yet we've seen under Barry Odom.
1: Player, every wide receiver. But I'm wondering if you could tell me one or two guys that are being, that are maybe extremely difficult for you guys to handle, yeah. and that are really jumping out
5: to you. Well, I said earlier, uh, you know, I think Coach Guyton and, and Coach Browse has done a great job developing that group. Um, every day I feel like there's another guy that kind of develops and emerges a little bit, you know, just from either how they're running around or making a play, making a clutch uh, catch um uh Landers continues to impress not only has he got um top end speed his catch radius is you know he, he, you get it close to him and he's got you know he's tall and long and and can make plays um you know nine and 84 continue to to make plays and and you know also notice bless you also notice that the those guys blocking like today I don't know if y'all are out there or not for when we started lining up, when perimeter drills, so it's all outside, you know, plays, and it's one-on-one blocking wide receivers, defensive backs. That's that's an attitude, and uh, you know, I, I look at the way that, that those guys are competing in that. You know, that's uh, that group has they they've made us better for sure.
2: I know Drew Sanders
0: has moved inside, and you were a linebacker, so how hard is it for a linebacker to actually make that move, and what allows
2: Drew in particular to do that?
5: Yeah, I think Drew's got a, a terrific skill set. You know, he's tall, and, and uh, he's smart and can run. it has got great instincts, and he's quick. Some of the qualities that I never had as a player, but he is, man, he's determined, and uh, he's, a, he's a fierce competitor. So you throw all those things in, and he wants to be great. And I think he's got a really good coach and Mike Shear. Uh, so those things, those combinations usually make up a, a, a pretty good player. And Drew continues every day uh, to make progress and key reads and it's hard. I mean there's a lot of moving things going on and your eyes gotta be right. And especially in this system, um, we're counting on those guys to make a ton of tackles. And uh, if you're you know if your eyes are wrong, you're on snap footwork, and the discipline that it takes every play to do that, then you know, we're 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 not gonna be as good on defense. So we're counting on him a lot and, and that group to continue to elevate their game. Accomplished here. Cool. And uh I'm I'm honored and and privileged and excited to have a chance to be here year three working with Coach Pittman and for him a few times. So I mean, how much does that go into your consideration? The the fact that you Say it like. Again, I'm sorry. You've you mentioned it being
1: your third year yeah. a few times. you have been here. Just just being familiar with your personnel. And, Absolutely. And, I mean, how yeah, big I, is that I to feel you?
5: I feel indebted to my players. I mean, I, I feel I feel responsible for their development. I feel responsible for them to graduate from college, uh, and to give them a consistent driving force on what a mentor is supposed to be. Um, and you know i i I like coaching them they they like to practice uh they want to be great and um you know there may be a time that (coughs) something happens that that you can't say no to but i'm not going out and searching for it uh i really like where we are and i like you know my guy my players i can't wait for 215 and we get a chance to see him again and uh this is you talk about being, being a coach um, and a teacher and an educator, it's not just about football. It's about life lessons, about the opportunity to make an impact on young men from the age of when you start recruiting them until they graduate and then hopefully you turn that into, you know, the next 40 years of their life. And it can be one of the most rewarding things when done the right way. It can be one of the most rewarding things uh, that a player or a coach has a chance to you know, the opportunities. I talk to our guys all the time is about opportunities. We're creating opportunities every day. We're creating with football. We're creating with life, student athletes, the, the experience on the college level. Um, I'm in a really good spot. And, uh, you know, that, that, that means something to me. I, I you know, I, I feel really, really strongly about the University of Arkansas and, and, and our football program.
0: So how about it, Shay? I mean, how interesting is it that it doesn't seem to matter what coach or what player or any, any – the message out of Fayetteville is, damn, we got us some receivers. And all off season we were sitting here saying, well, my God, receiver, that, that's a real issue for Arkansas. Yet, that I mean, that seems like almost – I don't want to say the strongest position group on the team, but no one is signaling that as, as any type of weakness here. That's got to fire you up.
1: Man, this guy can catch anything. He's going to come out. I'm going to be looking for a 10-foot wide receiver by the time he gets out here with three arms, you know. Just anything and everything that gets near this kid. He is a ball magnet. So, um, I don't know. I, I love that. I love I love that you're hearing it from a defensive guy. Right. Because here's a defensive guy trying to slow this one down, you know. So, right. I, I think that's a telltale sign. Of the, I mean, he didn't miss a beat. So, that, that means that, you know, because everybody's wondering, what's that wide receiver room going to look like? I mean, we're hearing all the praise, and we're hearing the accolades, and we're hearing all the athletes. I mean, we can look at 24-7 and see how good they are, mm-hmm. but how good are they with KJ, and how good are they going to be under the lights together as a unit? And I, and and that's just, it's nonstop. It's the same story. Every who, It doesn't matter who the author is. They're saying the same thing. So, that tells me, that leads me to believe that this Arkansas offense, is going to be pretty damn exciting
0: yeah and and something
1: and, and iron sharpens iron i i think that's huge saban mm-hmm. talks about that you know with the left tackle i, mean, I can't remember ex- which athletes he used but you know when you got a all-american on one side and all-american on the other right i mean it's making his defense better it's making arkansas's defense better if they're trying to stop an a, a powerhouse offense like arkansas is, is a, a, apparently putting together up there
0: Right, and, and you mentioned All-American. They got one there just named preseason, Jalen Catalan, one of the best safeties in the country. Mm-hmm. So they got one of the premier players in the SEC going head-to-head with these corners. Man, I'm fired up to see me some Drew Sanders, and, and I just love mm-hmm. uh, the comments here of, of the continuity, the familiarity, knowing these players inside and out, and them knowing the system yeah. inside and out. It should, Man, I'm, I'm just fired up sitting here thinking about it. You know what?
1: yeah and that well that's kind of what arkansas is about uh it's a close-knit group it's it's a team brother it is an absolute team. There is no division in that locker room, and and you see it when you talk to players. You see it when you talk to the coaching staff. Yep. Here's another example, Coach Odom, kind of that that parental figure. Mm-hmm. You know, he, this isn't this isn't just student athletes. This is a uh, this is a kid that you're growing through one of their you know one of their most influential times uh, in development because not all these kids are going to the NFL. Um, there's going to be most of them, majority of them doing something different for the rest of their life. And they're, they're instilling those principles while they're on that campus. And I just, I just love the message.
0: Yeah. All right, Shane, next let's kick it on down to college station where old Jimbo gave us the latest update on the Aggie Shane little, Hey, scheduling note. Hopefully you Aggies are listening to this early. I'm supposed to, Scheduled to be on Tex-Aggs at nine o'clock in the morning Come on Friday, now. so who knows what crazy thing I'll say on that show? But uh, interesting, Shane. I don't know if you saw this, but it was about an hour ago. Chris Lowe, ESPN insider, you know, he right. tweeted out. Sounds like Haynes King is going to be the starting quarterback. It, I don't think he was necessarily reporting that, but he, you know, that kind of the tea leaves. That's kind of what we said earlier in the week. So right. that's a little backstory there. That they've got another scrimmage coming up to. You know, how big will that play into it? That's what Jimbo talks about. And Fidel Diggs, who was named most important, most improved defensive player in the spring, he's going to be stepping up after they lost so much elite talent on that defensive line to the NFL. Now mm-hmm. Diggs is in line to be that next star for A&M on the defensive line and help these all these nine five-star linemen they got coming in there. And then the mm-hmm. importance of the upcoming scrimmage. Let's kick it over. Dole Jimbo.
1: I think with this camera and mic set up, I may be most improved on this show. Are we handing out that trophy? Come on now! Sure, sure. <laughs> All right, Shane. Hey. You're the you're the MVP, Mike. But I, I I would I would say I'm I'm most improved easily. No doubt, no
2: doubt. So I'll start off with. Um, do you think you will know who your starting quarterback is after the scrimmage on uh, this weekend? I'll wait and see. I don't know. We'll see how the scrimmage goes. And what goes on could, you could not. I mean, like I say, we'll, we'll wait and evaluate that as we go. I mean, I'm not how, putting a timetable on it. You, is there a certain amount of time, though, that at some point that you – No, w- that I'm you not have, putting a timetable on it. You could, you could decide. I'll know, I'll know when I know what I know. And then I wanted to ask about um, a guy like, say, uh, Bryce Foster, who for various reasons has had to miss some time. Mm-hmm. Is there any uh, amount of time where in, that he would have to actually start completely working to where you'd feel like, all right, he is working right now, so he's at a point now where he could start. The, the he's first practicing, game. yeah. He's practicing right now and doing. I mean, playing well. Young as Fadil Diggs is he. He really seems like he's a good leader for those even junior, younger he's guys. A junior,
5: yeah. Um, he still seems young to me, I guess, as an as an underclassman, right? Eligibility wise, as a sophomore, but yeah, in any
2: case, v- three year, three years in.
5: Here's what I'm trying to get to. He still seems like a good leader for all these new young guys really and good how's leader. that group coming along.
2: Really good leader. I mean, he is a guy who works. Says yes, sir, no, sir, and what else can I do? And always helping those young guys. You know what I mean? He's, he's, a, he's a great example for him as far as how to go about your business on a daily basis, as far as work ethic, uh, technique, toughness, battle through things. Uh, I think he's doing an excellent job. You're right. You're, you're whoever told, give you that information on what player he is. And I've said it, I know, but he is definitely a great example for how you want to play the, the effort you want to play with, the physicality you want to play with becoming a better technician, how he's rushing, he's being productive, and he is a, he's there every day, every day. Can't say enough good things about him.
5: Coach to the left, Nicole.
2: Coach, what changes do you want
0: to see after two weeks of practice going from last scrimmage to this scrimmage?
2: The same thing. I mean, you know, eliminate, making sure our substitutions are better, make sure our alignments are better, make sure our splits are better, make sure our communications are better, then our execution is better. We take care of the ball. And, you know, sometimes you can not have a turnover and that's been, you know, just a bad decision. Or sometimes there is a, a play that you know you understand what you're trying to accomplish on every play, the knowledge of our calls, and also our situational football. Listen, plays are different based off down and distance, time on the clock, field position, what you're trying, the objective of every play is. And I think gra- getting a greater grasp of that and understanding that on offense and defense. I'm not just talking about offense. I'm talking about defense. How and then what the defense is doing, what the offense is doing, our, our position rec, our formation recognition, our alignments, you know, reading offensive splits, our defensive people putting themselves in position to make better plays from a mental standpoint and then finishing it out physically.
0: Hey, buddy, I mean, Jimbo, you know, it it was about a week ago. Everybody's, hey, we got the best team of all time. We got all these players. Now Jimbo, now he's kind of reeling it back in, isn't he? He's like, well, we don't got to name a quarterback. (laughs) We don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Blah, blah, blah. But it's pretty interesting that, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of buzz with Haynes King. But you don't get much of that from – the coaching staff down there, do you? Right.
1: No. And and, I mean, he wanted to shut this down before it get, I mean, get started. He was pretty adamant that this is, this is the end of the quarterback situation. So I don't know. I, I think they do announce somebody sooner than later, but I, I think it happens after the scrimmage. And I, I think going into the scrimmage, he maybe doesn't want it to get back to the players that he's got a guy, mm-hmm. you know, even though we probably know who it's going to be. Um, that's that's the only thing I can get. I'm trying to, you know, you're just kind of guessing at the hidden message here. But it, it, for as quick as Jimbo reacted on that question, that's that was my first thing. And, and kind of second thought on on your, your approach there with the uh, maybe they're just, You know, bringing back expectations. I don't know, man. I think you own it, and and I mean, you. That's. I was more excited about Texas A and M three weeks ago than I am now after hearing (laughs) comments like this. So let's build it, man. Let's play it. If it don't work out, then shit, we tried. You know.
0: Yeah. No. I. I think. I just think Jimbo is feeling very, very confident, and you know, as camp goes along, you just you want to reel your players back in and, and get them locked in because. The last thing you want to do is be that team that opens the season with a poor performance and then all of of a sudden the season goes sideways on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, Shane, last item here. Let's kick it on down to uh, Mississippi State where Will Rogers met with the media here recently. And I just thought, Hale State fans, they'd appreciate these comments, but it it sounds like you know, he's a lot more confident in his arm, a lot more confident in the system, which should scare the hell out of the rest of the SEC. <laughs> considering he threw for damn near 5,000 yards last year, but potentially even more interesting. You know, he's looking over there on the defensive side of the ball, and, and they're and they're saying, "Well, hell, these linemen are going to the NFL, these linebackers going to the NFL, you got secondary guys going to the NFL." It sounds like they are hyping up his defense more than we ever could on this show.
4: So, let's kick it over to Will Rogers r- real quick. Even after two years as a starter, you're still just halfway through your career. What are you working on to get better right now? Uh, just consistency. Uh, I mean, there are, uh, I obviously want so many plays back from last year, but, you know, this is a profession where you don't really get plays back, so you have to be ready to go in the moment. Um, so, you know, just trying to be consistent um, every single day. Um, it's so like going against to that defense every day. Yeah, pretty fun. <laughs> pretty fun. You know, there's there's guys in your there's guys in your lap. The bullets are really flying in front of you. So, um, yeah, it's it's pretty wild. You know, Coach Arnett does a great job. You know, I love his scheme. I love how he how he gets his guys ready to play, and uh, he's just a really big motivator for especially the front seven. You know, he just really gets those guys ready to go. Um, yeah, and the bullets really start flying around. I may be off on my observation here. And- it may be different when game time comes, but it seems like you trust yourself more
2: throwing in the title windows and camp so far, and, and you've had a lot of success doing
4: that. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm, I got, it's my third year, going into my third year. So, I kind of know the do's and don'ts and where to throw the ball and where not to uh, most of the time. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's something that I have to challenge myself to do. You know, I think I've gotten stronger since I've been here. My arm's gotten a lot stronger. Uh, you know, I'm more confident and things like that. So, uh, the more I can really, uh, Maybe not force balls in the tight windows, uh, even though I might do that a time or two anyway. <laughs> uh, but you know, if I can get the ball on guys downfield and uh, get explosive plays, you know that's what we really want to do on offense.
1: Just a lot of shuffling on the offensive line for you guys losing two big pieces. I guess what have you thought of Dollar Bill and some of those other guys that have stepped in at tackle so far?
4: They've been tremendous. You know, they've been awesome. You know, they've they've come they've come ready to work every single day. Uh, you know, they haven't been perfect, but nobody has. You know, nobody nobody on this earth is perfect. <clears throat> And, uh, you know, it doesn't, doesn't make it easier for them that, you know, Coach Arnett's throwing some pretty cool blitzes at them and things like that. But, uh, you know, that's just going to make them better. And, you know, when, when we see things like that on Saturday, they're going to be able to pick it up. And, uh, yeah, they've been tremendous. They've really done a great job this this fall. What camp. have you seen from Albert and kind of how he's – it seems like they're talking about playing him at right guard, right tackle, you know, two spots there. What do you see from him, you
1: know, his versatility and, and what he brings this season?
4: Yeah, he's been really good. Uh, last year, he, he was a guy that came in, and you could tell he had the frame and everything like that. He just kind of um, had to learn his role, learn his spot on the offensive line. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's, he's taken a step, I'll say that. Um, you know, I'll be able to tell you a little bit more September 3rd. Um, but he's taken a huge step, and I'm really excited, excited for his future. It's not just a complex defense. When you look at the first defense, even the second defense, you see guys who
5: have a professional future there. How much better is that making this offense to go against those guys?
4: Yeah, no, they're, they're very talented. Uh, they're very talented and uh, I wasn't around for 2018 when they had Jeff and Montez and Abram and some of, the, some of those guys, but I mean, these guys are pretty good, so I probably wouldn't want to see those guys. Um, you know, these guys do a great job. Like I said, they fly around. Uh, Coach Arnett has a really, really good scheme where he can move them around. They're never, they're never just going to stand still. Um, they're always going to be moving post-snap. So they do a really good job. They fly around and they make plays. But like you said, it just makes us better. You know, we've we've grown so much. I mean, I think we've gotten even better since the last scrimmage. Uh, we'll find out this week. But, um, yeah, we're getting there. Yep. All
0: right, Chase. So, hey, what about it, man? I mean, you are the biggest Mississippi State homer out there. Th- these types of comments have got to get you fired up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is just – this is more just af- confirmation for me, uh, and, and the closer this is one. This is a team that's still not getting the buzz they deserve, right. which I absolutely love it. Especially if you're a gambler, if you jump on any gambling site right now, this is the this is the perfect time to put your money on them Bulldogs because <laughs> I'm telling you, these guys got it, and they're gonna they're gonna surprise a lot of people, and a lot of people don't talk about. It. I mean, there's the sexy teams right now in the SEC, and it's just it's the same chewed up garbage over and over again you know but yeah. there's there's a handful of sec programs right now that is seriously about to i think it's about to show us that the separation isn't like it used to be and i you know what i'm saying does that make sense it's we, we see a lot of Alabamas, and there's a gap between someone else, whether it be an LSU or whether it be a Georgia. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing Georgia on top. Now we're seeing Alabama get beat by Texas A&M. Now we're seeing the Tennessee Volunteers put up 50 points a game. Now we're seeing uh, uh, Mississippi State, uh, another team that's consistently going to bowl games now, at being elevated with returning starters. and no, It's Ole Miss, 10-win mm-hmm. season. I mean, it's just – the, the separation between the teams, I feel like it's not like it used to be. And, you know, that old saying, any given Saturday, I feel like it's going to be more important this year because, like I said, going into a game, you, there's going to be some matchups that you think you know who's going to win, but you're not really certain because, again, these programs are just getting better.
0: Yeah, and it it just makes – it's going to make for such an exciting season and you throw in a home field advantage and so the best fans in the country just going AWOL on Saturday, Mm -hmm. drunker in hell, angry (laughs) as hell. I mean, I cannot wait for this football season. And you talk – you know, you're saying week to week, but even, you know, the entire season, like, you could talk me into almost any team being two through six in in, in either division. You know what I mean? Which, to me – I don't know about you, Shane. It makes for an exciting, more anticipated season because I hate to death where we just kind of have it all solved in the the preseason and it just goes according to plan. That ain't no fun, is it?
1: (laughs) No. And now you can bring your own beer to Mississippi State games. (laughs) I mean, they they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing.
0: (laughs) Well, hey, buddy, that is going to do it for this episode of the show. I don't have anything else for this week. Do you have anything before we hop off the line? No, uh,
1: again, we're it, it, day two of videos. You know, we didn't quite make a full video <laughs> today. But, you know, I think by the time college football officially starts, Mike, we'll have it figured out. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we, I'm, I'm we are definitely There's,
0: in a preseason mode over here.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm watching the I'm watching the uh, the story program with South Carolina. Uh-huh. I got hard knocked. You got me onto that one again. I I, I kind of drifted from hard knocks but this one's actually pretty good uh so i'm catching up on it and then uh you know anything everything anything football related i mean we just did our just found out a fantasy football draft order i got the fist bot seems like a good one to mess up you know so uh it's just all football all the time and i love it man i just cannot get enough of it so i appreciate everybody it's taking the opportunity to hang out with us you know i I noticed there's a lot of new listeners welcome aboard um you know it's good to see the the vets you know sticking around and hanging out with us through thick and thin so uh uh, it's not unnoticed but uh, i appreciate everybody Uh, and their support because without them we wouldn't be where we're at today mike
0: yeah absolutely and i hope they stay with us as we grow grow together join us again for the twitter spaces tonight at eight o'clock eastern seven o'clock central that's all i got buddy i appreciate you as always i appreciate each and every one of you we'll catch you on the next one
1: all right see you guys go balls.